It's not like any other podcast. Coming to you straight from the heartland, where dominating your commercial real estate market is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's A Billion Sold Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of A Billion Sold Podcast. Hey there, commercial brokers. Hey, how you doing? Darren Garman here, and it is a pleasure pleasure for me to be with you today. I'm glad you've decided to join me and um, and tune into this week's podcast. And this week's podcast is, I think, a game changer for a lot of brokers. And uh, it, it really is something that once I started doing and once I started getting attention for doing it with what I had, the credibility factor in terms of me versus the competition, uh, me versus the other guy uh, or lady, doesn't matter, me versus even an owner doing it themselves, really takes a hit. And I mean a hit in a positive way for me and in a negative way towards, let's say, another broker, the competition, or even the owner themselves. And I'm surprised a lot more brokers don't use this strategy. And I've seen some brokers use this strategy and they do just a fantastic job with it. It's just what I would call easy leverage. It's easy leverage that speaks for itself. Okay, That's the great thing about it. And what I'm talking about is a book and writing your own book. Okay, Being known as an author, as an author brings you a ton of credibility you did not have before. Especially in the eyes of your prospects, right? Customers, of course. Uh, And those in what I would call your sphere of influence, okay? Those people that know you or know about you. They may be a friend, maybe an acquaintance. They may know your wife, your husband. They may kind of know you. You may know them through your kids, etc. Um, you start becoming known among all those people when you start getting a book out there. And, um, and I think conceptually... Right. I think we all know this. I mean, I think what I'm telling you right now, you're probably not saying to yourself, there's no way. There's no way that's the case. You're wrong. There can't, that, that's, there's no way. I don't think anyone's really thinking that. I don't think anyone's even thinking that or saying that to themselves. I think we all pretty much know it's, it's something that just jumps up the credibility and how people see you and want to be around you, want to do business with you, want to know what you know. Because... Hell, you're an author. You're an author now, right? And so I've seen commercial brokers use this successfully. And by the way, I've seen commercial brokers just fall on their face using this strategy. Yeah, that's right. Even if you do, if you even if you write your own book, it's not a it's not a freaking guarantee. It's not a guarantee that all of a sudden here comes all the business. Um, frankly, that's what a lot of um, courses. Uh, you can even argue designations, you know, kind of wave in front of you. It's kind of the carrot. You get this, and all of a sudden, here comes all the business. It just comes flowing in, and that's not the case. And the same is with a book. That's not the case. 
So if you are going to uh, market your book, get it out to the people, those, you know, those three or four groups that we just discussed, you're going to have success coming from places you didn't even realize were there. That's, that's just kind of how it happens. I mean, you push your book out to these three or four groups, okay, and then someone from another group, you didn't even do it, will come in and start wanting to do business with you. It's just weird how it works that way. People from the groups you push it out to will, but it's weird how when you push it out to those targeted people, I'll say, all of a sudden business comes from an area you may not have targeted. A lot of it has to do with momentum, commitment, those kinds of things. All right. But again, it's not a guarantee. So if you're just, and we're going to talk more about this later, but if you just get a book, you get it done, and then, you know, you order 500 copies and they just sit in your damn garage, and that's all they do. And once in a while you mention to somebody, you might have wrote a book. Uh, that's not going to do you any good. And by the way, you'd be surprised how many brokers do that. Okay. A lot of them do. And if you think that people are just going to find your book um, just by searching around on Amazon or, I don't know, Barnes & Noble, I guess, or um, uh, any other places, you're, you're wrong. Just remember, I mean, the Internet's like billions of people. There's billions of you out there. So, um, But look, there's no doubt that a book is big and it really helps a lot. So how do you get your book going? Let me give you a few tips on getting a book going and some things I recommend you do that have just helped me tremendously, not only in terms of creating what I would consider good content, in other words, stuff that uh, people that I want to do business with, that I want to be talking to and relating to will read, right? Um, not only that, but getting it done quickly, uh, that's important. Uh, how many times have, and maybe you're guilty of this, I'm going to write a book and you know, maybe you sat down to do that, I don't know, two years ago, and you still haven't got the book done. I mean, there's a lot of people that are in that position. I used to be, so I know. Um, and so uh, we're going to talk about getting it done quicker, uh, creating content that is um, uh, important or interesting to those people that you want to know about, uh, and then also uh, marketing and getting the word out regarding your book. And so let's uh, let's start with getting your book started. And the easiest way to do it, the less time-consuming way to do it, and the way you should do it, is first of all, sit down with a legal pad and start jotting down interesting titles to your book. Okay, What kind of titles would the people that I want to know, uh, Darren Garman, what kind of titles would the people that I want to know me, what, what kind of titles would they be interested in? What kind of subject matter would they be interested in? What kind of catchy book title could I use on my book to A, get their attention, and B, to get them to grab it, buy my book, contact me, um, get in touch with me, open up the book, read it. What kind of title of my book would do that? That's where you start, is the title. You don't start by chapter one, um, it was a rainy day. Okay, so no, you don't do that. You start with title. And you damn well better at least have 20 or 25 titles by the time you're done. Some possibilities. So take your time when you do this. 
Um, just write the first thing down that you can think of. And don't worry about getting some kind of award on your title here. This isn't perfection, folks. Okay, It is a title that's good enough. Good enough to get attention, good enough to get interest, and good enough to attract more people to want to read what you've got printed in that book. Okay, So i just give you a couple, um, couple of examples. Uh, and so one, one good example for me uh, on a book that has um, worked really well is Get Rich in Real Estate Partnerships. Okay, that's a good title. Um, another one that's worked great for me is Half a Billion Sold. That's a good one. Uh, and then uh, maybe another one would be The Nine-Month Investment. So those are just three examples of books that I have out. Uh, but it took me, you know, 25, 30, maybe even up to 50 titles to come up with those. I just didn't sit down and say, okay, name of the book, half a billion sold. Okay, here we go. No, no. Um, so get that legal pad out and get your title done. Okay. Uh, and just a note, by the way, a lot of people don't know this. You can use a similar title or the same title to a book that has already been published. Because the book title is not copyright. Okay? Um, now, look, I'm not saying you go out and, you know, go to Amazon and search books in your category and then just copy one of the titles. But I'm saying if you're close to a title, um, you can use the same title. Now, the book can't be the same. I mean, you can't copy it and sell it, obviously, right? But the title can be pretty darn close. Okay, so why do I tell you that? Because really good titles that you have an interest in that really kind of perk up, you know, raise your intent a little bit, that might be good fuel for you to come up with one that might be kind of close to it, right? It might be a good example to use and maybe, you know, do a little bit of massaging of the words, of the... Um, just of the title to come up with something that you think could work. Uh, it helps to do that. And especially if you don't think you're good at sitting down by yourself, let's say, I don't know, coffee shop or wherever, and um, coming up with 25 to 30 titles. You know, go on Amazon, do a search, go to BNN, do a search, walk to bookstores if you want, go to the library, and... Um, and if you find some titles that you think, God, that's really a good title for a book that I'd like to write, you know, maybe you can have a title similar to that that would be, heck, even more intriguing, more attractive to possible readers, okay? So you start with the title. Once you've got your title figured out, now you want to go ahead and you want to outline your table of contents, okay? Table of contents. So how is the book going to flow what do you want to say and take the reader? Think of it this way. You're taking your reader, and I'm not a publishing expert by no sense of the imagination. I'm just telling you it works good for me. I think I'm like taking the reader from beginning to end through a story. Okay, So what do they kind of need to know in the beginning? And I continue to build on it through the book to the end of the book. So think of it this way. If you have let's just say some sophisticated information in, in your book. You know, I would not start out with, so let's say you want to write a book on how to invest in apartments. 
Okay, chapter one would not be how to figure out the internal rate of return, the financial management rate of return, and the net present value of a series of uneven cash flows. Okay, that that's not how you want to start the book out. Okay, you want to start the book out with <clears throat> probably why real estate, why apartments, especially what's going on in the economy, what's going on out there in terms of uh, the market, uh, etc. Okay, maybe that's how you start. Then you start to build into more of the details, maybe more of that sophisticated information that's going to be important for your reader to know. So that's how you build your table of contents. You take them through the story, kind of like beginning. Here's kind of what you need to know. Here's what you really need to know to help so you can build on top chapter to chapter. And finally, you kind of come to the end of your book. Okay, um, so table of contents, write those out. Once you're done with your table of contents, chapter one would be, for example, how to invest in apartments. No, excuse me, let me back up. Chapter one would be why invest in real estate. Okay, chapter two, why multifamily. Okay, chapter three, okay, how to find the best multifamily properties. Okay, you see where I'm going with this? All right, that's kind of how you'd want to build your story. So once you're done building your story, you've got your table of contents down. Now, it's almost like putting together a PowerPoint presentation in a way. Now, you take that table of contents, you rip it out, you go ahead and you start a new page in your legal pad, and you write, okay, why invest in real estate? Bullet point number one, okay? Um, and then go ahead and state something about why people would invest in real estate. Let's just say, I'm going to say the new economy. Uh, bullet point number two, volatility of stock market, junk bonds, um, low returns for CDs at banks and credit. Okay, so there's maybe bullet point number two. Okay, bullet point number three, it's never been easier to own real estate. Okay. Bullet point number four, historically, real estate has continued to go up in value. Bullet point number five, taxing. Okay, so you see what I mean? That you go ahead and you start making these bullet points. So let's go to, for example, now, let's go to chapter two. Okay. Multifamily investments, why you should invest in apartments. Okay. Bullet point number one, where tenants are coming from. Bullet point number two, the middle class, the shrinking middle class, and why apartment renting will become more and more prevalent. Okay, and then bullet point number three. Harder to qualify for loans to buy your own house, down payment, upkeep, etc. So you see where I'm going with that. And once you make your bullet points, okay, for chapter one, I'd say four or five bullet points. Okay, chapter two, four or five bullet points. Chapter three, four or five bullet points. Now it's easy. Okay, now you take that and you just start typing. You got, your, you got your chapter and your bullet points, and you just sit down in front of your computer, and you just start typing information about each one of those bullet points, okay? And then when you're done with bullet point number one, and you've typed, I don't know, let's say 10 paragraphs, right? Now you're on to bullet point number two. Here's eight paragraphs on bullet point number two. Uh, bullet point number three, here's seven paragraphs on bullet point number three, okay? You go through all your bullet points, and by the way, in the book, you have little subheads um, that are your bullet points, right? So again, let's say one of my bullet points is real estate, the solid investment. 
So maybe I go through 78 paragraphs on why real estate's been a really good investment um, you know, over the last couple hundred years. Okay, And then let's say maybe my next bullet point I've got on my chapter is why real estate's more important today than 20, 30, 40 years ago. And I start talking about maybe some economic trends that are going on with real estate. Okay, you see? So I can actually take my bullet points off of my legal pad and they're part of my book and I just write about the subject matter of each of those bullet points. It's pretty easy to do um, if you do it that way. So again, it's table of contents, bullet points for each of those, and then you sit down and you type out the subject matter that you feel is necessary on each of those bullet points. All right. It shouldn't take you. So if you think about this, it shouldn't take you two days to come up with a title to your book, another two days to come up with the table of contents, and let's say a day for bullet points. So let's say you got five days into this, and I'm not talking total days, but let's say, you know, one, one hour a day, half hour, 45 minutes, two hours a day. So one hour a day for four or five days, you pretty much got title, chapters, bullet points, you're ready to type. Okay. You're not even a week into this. Now comes the hard part. This is what takes the most time. And that's typing your copy, typing your content, and putting your content in your book, uh, and basically writing your book. Uh the way you've got to do this, guys, because this is where it's actually pretty easy up to this point, really. What I've explained to you could actually be done in two hours, pretty much. Maybe not even two hours for some. But it's now getting the damn thing done and taking the time out of your busy schedule, all the stuff you got going on, all your commitments. You got business over here. You got family over there. You got this pulling at you. You got that pulling at you. I get it. So that's why you have to schedule it Every day, you've got to schedule it, just like an appointment. Okay, so uh, I didn't come up with this. You, if you've not read Stephen Pressfield's book, The War of Art, um, you got to read it. It's a must, by the way. And it's a book for mainly um, those that are in the uh, uh, art business, uh, book publishing, authors, I'll just say the creative business, the creating things. That's really who the book is intended for, but it's just as applicable to you and me than, than those folks. And what Pressfield talks about in the book is resistance, right? Overcoming resistance. Because he says, and he's on 100% right about it, he says resistance is what's stopping you from getting the book done. And if you let resistance get in your way, you're never going to get the book done. You're never going to achieve the goals you've got, and you're just going to be average, right? So it's overcoming resistance. How do you overcome resistance? Well, every damn day you schedule, you show up, and you start typing. Okay? Tuesday, schedule, show up, start typing. Wednesday, schedule, show up, start typing. That's how you do it. There's no glamour about it. It's grind it out. But the good news is, and Pressfield's right about this, is now you're overcoming resistance. You are stronger than resistance. So what's going to be stronger? Resistance or you? Um, and that's really where the rubber meets the road for most commercial brokers I talk to that have thought about a book, wanted to write a book, even started a book, and then they just never got it done. Schedule the time to do it. Shut off every damn distraction around you while you're doing it. So look, 
you're not going to get a damn thing done with the TV on in front of you, um, your phone next to you, getting text messages, picking up a call and answering it during your book time, uh, deciding to make a call, surfing the internet, maybe going to Amazon and seeing if that, you know, um, uh, that new release of whatever is there. Uh, come on, who's kidding who here? You can't be productive by doing that. So get all that crap away from you as much as you can. Uh, I tell a lot of brokers, in, in a way, if you want to get work done, you got to schedule time to work outside the office. Okay, You want to get work done? Get out of the office to get work done. One of the worst places you can go to be productive is your own office. Okay, which is true for most, if you think about it, interruptions, people coming in and out, things going on, distractions. Um, but if you're all by yourself in the corner of the, you know, the old bookstore that happens to serve coffee and nobody knows you're there, you're going to get a hell of a lot done. Okay, and that's the secret to getting it done fast. So if you follow those strategies I've just outlined here, um, you'll have a book done in three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Uh, so let me mention a couple other things that you'll find interesting. Um, number one, how do I publish the damn book? Depends on what you think you want to do. And by no means am I squashing anybody's ability to be a New York Times bestselling author. That's not my point. Um, that's not it at all. But remember, unless that's the main reason you're writing your book, which for most of us is not. The main reason we want to write the book is we want to get business as a result of it, right? So that's why, uh, for the most part, most of the books, that, well, not most, all the books that I've done have been self-published. Very easy to self-publish your own book. From cover to the guts to the back cover. Front cover to the guts to the back cover, it's actually easy to do. Uh, a good resource for you will be a website. It's an Amazon of course, <laughs> related business. It's an Amazon owned business called Create Space. CreateSpace.com. It's all one word. Create Space, all one word.com. You follow the easy instructions there after you're done writing your book. And let's say you've got it like in a Word document or something. Pretty easy. Self publish your own book. I found it to be super easy. And it still allows you to get it out there in all the main outlets. You can still get your book on Amazon if you want. Um, there are ways getting it on Barnes and Noble, um, etc. So it gives you even more credibility when you're, you know, somebody can go to Amazon and find you've got a book on Amazon. Holy shit! Look at this, look at this, Joyce. Look at Frank's got a book on Amazon. There he's selling it here for seventeen ninety five. I didn't know, that. you know. So, um, but it's CreateSpace.com. Don't let me get in the way of you hiring a publisher, getting somebody to work for you and get it done for you. If you want to go that route. The other recommendation I have for you is Advantage um, Companies, Advantage Companies, Advantage Press, Advantage Books. Um, a guy by the name of Adam Witte runs Advantage. That's where you go if you want somebody to publish your book. They're really good at what they do. Um, they've published thousands of books, uh, but but you know they're not like the big dogs, and they're going to you know, uh, totally dictate every single thing to you. Here's how it's going to be. Here's what's going to happen. Here's Not only that, but um, they'll publish your book without looking at it and saying, well, your book sucks. We have no interest in publishing it anyway. Okay. 
Um, but again, don't let me stop you from going to, I don't know, Random House, Penguin Books, I don't know who else, but if you want to do that, fine. But I would start by self-publishing, create space, um, and then I would go to uh, uh, Adam Witte's site, uh, or Adam Witte Advantage Books, to get that done there, if you want to go bigger than that. Okay, so you've got your book done. You've got it published. This is where a lot of brokers make a mistake. You've got a whole bunch of copies sitting in your garage, and now they're just sitting there. So the easiest way to explain on how you use your book now is you use it as a business card. Okay, You start mailing this book out to all of your clients, dropping it off. It's best. The best thing you can do is drop it off personally. Okay, Second best is putting it in the mail with a nice note. Hey, thought you'd have an interest in this. Just got done. Take a look at page 47. I thought you'd have a real big interest in that. Um, so either drop it off personally, but if you can't, you know, you're in, oh, I don't know, you're in Memphis and your client lives in Tallahassee, okay? Um, you know, priority mail it to them, FedEx it to them, and um, write a nice note with, you know, with some pages marked up and some arrows pointing to some things and those kinds of things. You got to get the book out, okay? So you got to get it out to those people that need to have it in their hands. Secondly, you got to let the whole damn world know you got a book out, right? Social media is an easy place to start, right? Twitter, Facebook, new book just published. Um, here's a free, you know, uh, like it for, you know, you like it, I'll get you, I'll get you a free chapter sent. Um, reply to this and we'll get you the first chapter. For, for, no, you know, we'll send you a copy of the first chapter. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different ways to do this. But whether it's LinkedIn, you know, all the social media, get the word out there that you've got it published. Then you contact your local media. Okay, so the folks that you know, the editor of your business journal, editor of your um, maybe local uh, could be local business journal. In a lot of places, there's still a local newspaper. Um, there's a lot of online places. Uh, locally, business places, related business, maybe even related to the Chamber of Commerce. Get the word out to these people. Make a damn list of people to get the book out to. Get the word out to. Okay, It's great with media because now, hell, they'll put your face and your book all over the place. Because a lot of these folks are looking for content. You know, um, I'll tell you what happened with me. I have a local guy here in Cedar Rapids that's with a uh, publication called the Corridor Business Journal. Okay, he contacts me a minimum, I'd say once every two months, and gets gets my comment on some real estate activity that's happened. And a lot of times it has something to do with not even my property specialty. I mean, I'm a I'm an apartment investment property guy. He may ask me something about a new development or you know some anchor stores closing or something like that. Well, now I'm in the press. Now I'm out there again, and it doesn't cost me a thing. Okay, so there's that. And it's making that list, the easy ones, um, you know, are the ones people closest to you, you know, friends, relatives, business acquaintances, um, customers, clients, prospects, all those people need to get it, need to know about it, okay? And the more personal the interaction is, in other words, better to show up with their business with a book and drop it off versus sending them an email saying, hey, here's a link, check out my new book. That's the weakest way to go. Most powerful is personal. 
in between sends them something in the mail, but push the information out there. And the thing you've got to remember about that is you want to keep mentioning it and having it in all of your stuff. So now part of your resume, part of doing business with Darren Garman, always has, I always talk about my books. Okay, I'm an author of, publisher of, this book, that book, this book, that book. Now it becomes part of your resume. You don't hide about it. You know, you don't hide. You don't hide the fact that you're an author. You let everybody freaking know you're an author. And you now have the information. You've got the resume building stuff where you can put this in everybody's face, man. Everybody's face. Is your competition doing this? No, they're not. They're not. Okay? Um, and it becomes a constant part of what you're doing. And so um, a guy that's been a mentor for me for a very, very long time, his term is evergreen. It's an evergreen thing. It goes on forever. You know, it's always going to be there. Someone's going to bumble into it. Somebody's going to open it. Somebody's going to read it. Somebody's going to contact you. It's going to always be there. And it's always going to be part of your resume or the reason why people should do business with you. So I sit down for a listing appointment. Uh, I published four books. Uh, the three other people sitting down haven't published any. I've authored them. Um, they've not authored anything. Uh, who do you think has an advantage right out of the box? Okay. Well, kind of obvious, isn't it? So books. I've given you, you know, how we could have, how we could have an eight hour course on this, but here's the bottom line. Books are smart to do. I recommend you get started yesterday and hell, do more than one. The more, the better. You will be seen as the author. And when you're seen that, you, and you will be seen, see differently than just another real estate broker, right? Um, and so a reminder or maybe even a, a little bit of a shameless plug here, just so you know, uh, and I mentioned this just because I just got done um, talking with a, a couple of brokers uh, in the um, in the Miami area that have scheduled time with me. Uh, there is the availability of having me coach and consult you. Uh, it, it is on a limited basis, so this isn't what I do uh, 100% of the time. I've got uh, my uh, my brokerage business and my real estate investment partnership business to you know worry about. Uh, but I do a fair amount of consulting and coaching. And so um, I've had folks uh, uh, that have come here for a day of coaching and left here with just unbelievable tools to use and are taking their business to, um, uh, to places they probably didn't even know uh, they could take them to. And it's really fun watching them and seeing the kind of progress that they make. Um, if coming here is, is kind of a pain and, and you don't want to spend the time, I do have Skype sessions as well. So uh, the personal one-on-one -on -one sessions for a day are more productive. Uh, but if for some reason that doesn't work, I do provide uh, Skype coaching and consulting for brokers to uh, really talk about these kinds of things. Um, uh, getting you a, to the top of mind of every damn person you want to do business with, that's the goal. Okay, and pissing off your competition at the same time. Um, this is not about being nice. This is about uh, providing for you, for your family, and those people that you care about in an ethical way, in an honest way, in a hardworking way.
but in a way where you dominate and you do not apologize for that. That's what those sessions are all about. So if you're interested in talking to me about those sessions, I do have, um, let me see, I've got one, I've got two openings uh, for the following month. If you want to fill those, they do go quickly. So you will want to send me an email, uh, Darren at heartlandinvestmentpartners.com, letting me know you're interested and we can get you some information on what that is all about. Okay. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your week or weekend, whenever you're listening. And this has been good information. Use it. All right. All right. Talk to you later. See you. Bye. Thanks for joining a Billion Sold podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.myplatinumclub.com.